0: In the Middle with Six, where we talk about all things forbidden, but sex, race, and religion. I am your host, Miss Six. Welcome to the show. Today's message goes out to all of my saved and super single sisters. The ones who feel like they've been missing out on something because there's been no mister to make them a missus. So today we are discussing marriage, and for some of us, the lack thereof. If you're anything like me, uh, a Christian woman, you were raised in church and you were taught that no matter what goals you had or what you want, you aspire to be, the most important thing that you could ever be is a godly Christian wife. And I'm sure that's a wonderful goal, um, has not happened for me yet. And even with all the stuff I hear with statistics and stuff you see on TV and all the stuff You know, you hear people complaining about, I really believe that marriage is something I might actually want to try someday. Um, If not for the love and companionship, it would be nice to have sex. And so a lot of us are, you know, a lot of us single Christian women, we find ourselves doing the right thing or so we're told, you know, um, because it's all about abstinence and, you know, no fornication and things like that. And so a lot of us are on that path, um, but uh, we still single. So. In fact, we're so single that there's a whole church adjacent industry built on playing on our fears about being single. And it's all about teaching us how to be wives. And so if you don't mind a monthly subscription to go to a uh, L. Uh, whatever her name, Roe um wife school, or if you don't mind sitting in on some seminars, some books and things like that, then maybe someday you'll learn to be a wife. That's no guarantee that you'll actually will become a wife. And so if you're not doing that, maybe you decide to go the free route like I did, because I don't understand why we have to have classes when people have been getting hitched for millennia. Now, granted, I don't necessarily want the same marriage uh, that, you know, my uh, foremothers had um, of servitude and just like straight bullshit. But, um, you know, I aspire for something different, but you know i find myself still going to the singles meetings at my church and so again if you're anything like me and you checked out the singles meeting you might have noticed for the women um, it's usually like 70 women to a handful of dudes and those handful of dudes are probably in the pulpit preaching working as ushers and the ones that aren't working as ushers are preaching look like their mothers or their CNAs at the nursing home dress them. So it's a little slim pickings when it comes to trying to find your husband in the church, right? And so no matter what the topic is with the singles meeting, um, it's always the same thing over and over again. If you are not married and you want to be married, close your legs I would keep my legs closed and carry yourself like you're already taken and I promise you when you carry yourself like a wife a husband will find you Bitches, you keep your legs closed talk about the power of keeping your legs closed that, you Keep your legs closed. These two things that black women seem to not be able to keep closed, that causes them a huge problem. I'm gonna start off with talking about they damn mouth. I'm gonna end up with talking about they damn legs. I got a situation right here. I can't keep my legs closed. I need your help. And to keep their legs closed, that's not the way to the top. And it really makes me wonder, like if that is going to be the message for the women, and I know these meetings are like heavy on women, where's the message to the men i never hear anything about men needing to dress modestly or keep their zippers closed or anything like that nope nobody's telling them about not wearing their gray sweatpants and their thirst trap shirts out in public it's always about how we should dress how we should act um so there's all these things telling us how to be wives but there's nothing in place that's really telling men how to be husbands at least husbands that we want to actually marry like we're not just going to marry you by default just because you have a penis Um, because if the goal was just to get penis well then frankly we could get rid of all that abstinence stuff and handle our business but I digress but one of the topics that always seems to come up in the singles meetings is the story of Ruth and her Boaz and they tell you things like you know you should wait for your man, your husband to find you and don't settle for Boaz's broke brother, broke ass or his abusive brother, mean ass or uh his uh not so smart brother, dumb ass. And you know, that's really cute and they tell us all these things. But uh so I decided I wanted to read a little bit more. Like I am no Bible scholar. I just go to church, uh, maybe I pay attention in Bible study, do a little daily devotional. But one of the messages that we always get is that message about Boaz and Ruth and how she waited. But here's the parts that they don't tell you, right? So Ruth was married um, and her mother-in-law's name is Naomi. And so is Ruth, Naomi, and her other sister in law named Orpah. I think that's what Oprah's name was supposed to be, but they misspelled it on her birth certificate, so she became Oprah. But that's a little fun fact for you. So what ended up happening is Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah, they decided that they needed to leave their homeland because it was a famine. And so they're then, on top of the famine, their husbands die, both of Naomi's sons. So Naomi's like, oh my gosh, just leave me here to die in the desert. I'm a widow. I am too old to bear any more children, so just leave me. Leave me here to die in the desert like a dog. And they're like, nah, we're not going to leave you. You like our ride or die. Like, your people is my people, and I'm down with you. I ain't going nowhere. So Naomi's like, all right, fine, y'all come with me. So they make it to uh the new land um, to, now that they've left the famine. And Naomi gets there, she's like, hold on. I got a whole rich cousin named Boaz, right? and now Ni- and naomi's got this bright idea she's like ruth i want you to meet him and so ruth is like what okay i'm gonna go meet Boaz. so naomi's like look you go out to his fields and i want you to get to working and and prove yourself and do all the stuff you need to do out there and so ruth is like okay i'm gonna go and so she's out there working and she's sweating and she's working oh from sun it's up so to so sundown. Oh my God. Day so after day after Ooh. day until <laughs> the overseers notice her. And they're like, yo, who's that? And then somebody's like, yo, that's Ruth. She not even one of our people, but look how hard she's working. And they decide to go tell Boaz. And Boaz shows up and is like, oh, Lord, who is that? And they're like, yo, that's Ruth. She busting her behind and she ain't even one of our people. And Boaz is like, hmm, well, she's a mighty fine looking girl. So he goes up to Ru- to Ruth and he's like, hello, girly. I see how hard you working. I've got special favor here for you. So you know what you want to take a sip of water? You go on and help yourself. And Ruth is like, oh, Worm, you so nice, Mr. Boaz. You be taking care of people and stuff. So I like you. And so Boaz is like, oh, really? Well, if you like me, you should come have lunch with me. And if you want to have a little bit of bread and wine, just go ahead and dip that bread in the wine and then see how you like it. And you know what? Girl, why don't you go ahead and pack this up and bring it home to your family? And so Ruth is like, oh, Mr. you you so nice. So then she goes home and Naomi is like, okay, that, you did a great job. Now I want you to go take a bath, put on your finest perfume and your finest linens, to go back out there and meet with a uh, Mr. Boaz. I don't even know if Boaz was his first name or his last name. I think Boaz is his first name. So it's like Boaz Jenkins or something. But anyhow, so Naomi's like, okay, I want you to go back out and meet him. But you gotta meet him after hours. And I want you to meet him on the threshing floor. And I want you to uncover his feet once he gets real drunk and full of food and lays down you just slip next to him and uncover his feet so what they don't mention in these bible studies in these singles meetings is that uncovering one's feet was a euphemism in that time to mean to uncover one's genitalia so essentially That's how Naomi wanted Ruth to let Mr. Boaz Jenkins know that she was ready for marriage. So Ruth slips up to him after he's had something to eat and he's all full and about to fall out. And she lays next to him and uncovers his feet. Now, won't get into detail, but let's just say, um, based on where the story cuts off there, he has determined that she would make a mm, suitable wife and marries her at once, thus saving the family. Now, I'm not advocating that any woman who is looking to be married start just going uncovering random man's feet, if you will, but, uh, we make such a big deal about, and you know how, how we're supposed to abstain and although that's the path I've chosen just because honestly I don't feel like dealing with anybody's drama um, not because I base my value on my sexual experiences although if we had to base my value on my sexual experiences I would be pretty valuable um, but that's another story but this just reminds me that for all of us women who have had some type of sexual past that we can't look at it with guilt or with shame because it's a part of who we are and having a sexual history, having a sexual past doesn't devalue you in any way and doesn't make you unable to be somebody's wife and preferably not some old ass man named Boaz Jenkins. So that, my friends, is the story of Ruth. Um, I do think about what I want for a marriage. And when I think about it, I think about an equal partnership. And I have to remind myself, especially spending time on social media, because there's a lot of couples who, you know, you look at and you want to, you know, you want what they have and you see them posing and smiling there in their pics. But what you don't catch is the scowl and the candids. But again, that's a whole nother story.